One, two, episode 169, Serious Rap Shit Podcast. I'm John, your host. I'm Josh, your other host. And yeah, we, we rocking in the free world. How you been, Josh? I'm cooling, man. I'm cool. I'm I'm in like crazy pain right now. Um, hmm. So for folks who don't know, we're in uh, Philadelphia. Um, we had a uh, an ice storm. Um yesterday or the day before or some shit like that so like yeah. we had like not even an ice storm but just like a coating of ice kind of come down like freezing mm-hmm. rain and shit it's treacherous outside yeah so um and like for you know any new listeners or whatever like who don't know my back is already fucked i got like herniated discs and yeah uh, pinched nerves and shit i went to go walk the dog this morning and <clears throat> like we're switching and my neighbor he don't fucking salt or shovel or nothing and so the whole like wrap around the corner is just like one giant sheet Jesus. of ice. So, so I'm your like, neighbor's fucking, your neighbor's a terrorist essentially. Yes, essentially. <laughs> so I'm I'm like Wayne Gretzky in that shit. It's like I slide across that bitch. I actually like if you watch the original Rocky where he's like he don't put the skates on when they go skating. He kind of just like walks. That's what I'm yeah. doing out that bitch. Well, yeah, because I'm walking the puppy. You know he gets super distracted real easy. He fucking take off. And pull, mm. dog. It looked like uh, one of the wet bandits from fucking Home Alone. My legs went like flat out of the air, man. Like up in the air, and I like fell flat on my back, dog. Like, dog. And like, niggas don't understand. You know, I'm assuming a lot of young people listen to <laughs> to this podcast. Y'all don't understand how treacherous it is to fall when you <laughs> when you 35 plus. Yeah, a fall is like it could be the end of your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I see why motherfuckers be like seventy, break their hip, and be like, "Yo, I'm just gonna die because it ain't I'm just, like I'm just rock out. <laughs> like it ain't worth it no more." Just call up God, like, like yo, take me. Yeah, nah, <laughs> it's all like, good. Dog, you fall like my shit is killing me. It's all like I've already been having issues. <clears throat> um, I don't know if it's a cold weather. Um, mm-hmm. whatever but like I've been having like feels like firecrackers is going off in like my lower like right side mm. um, and that's wow. where like the worst uh, impingement is in my back mm. and um, it's like that's it's been bad for like the last week like extra bad than it normally is and like falling my fucking whole back is sore and hurt especially like my uh, this is like my upper back because I kind of landed that way because like I, like I said I fo- literally no bullshit look like you know, a pratfall in a '90s movie and shit. Except I ain't had a rubber mat underneath me and shit. Right, Jesus. and I landed, but my top of my back landed first. And um, I'm just like, you know, right now it hurts like crazy. I'm waiting for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna wake up and probably not be able to get the fuck out of the bed, dog. Like, yeah. you know, that's how it always is. You get you fall. It's always that second day that's worse. Yeah, Jesus. I'd, that shit, I my, almost, black, my whole back probably be like black and blue and shit. Like, right. Oh, I, I I shaved myself yesterday. We went to the market to grab some food, and it's like 
treacherous outside. I got sneaks on. I don't know why I ain't put on no boots. I got sneaks on and shit. And we're like crossing the street to get in the Uber. And at that that slip happened. <laughs> I screamed. I was like, ah. <laughs> and I, but I caught myself, but still kind of like jarred my body. And it felt like somebody like crunched me in the middle. <laughs> And as I'm, you know, in that moment, I'm almost falling. I'm like seeing shit. I'm seeing like my mom and my dad. You know what I mean? Like high school graduation and shit. Like just mad shit in my life is like passing before my eyes. I'm like, dog, I cannot fall right now. I just can't nah. do it. Now, I mean, one of the good things is since we're still in a pandemic, there's not as many people outside, so there ain't no kids outside to be like, yo, look at the dickhead, like, right. look at the old head, like, nah, there's none of that. But I think part of this, like, is our payback for when we was young boys, and, and you would laugh at somebody for straight yeah. falling. <laughs> like, I would absolutely <laughs> laugh at somebody for falling. Yeah, Dog. like, I, I'm, I'm so I'm so glad that shit A happened at like 7.30 this morning when nobody was outside mm-hmm. so nobody saw that shit cause you know oh, dog, it was so bad it's real fucked up when you fall that's how you know you old you fall and niggas don't laugh at you they be real concerned <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> the last time I fell in public it was uh, right before we moved into this apartment uh, I came to see uh, the landlord and meet with him. And I think I gave him like a deposit check or something. And so me and him like on the stoop, we talking or whatever. And then we go to park, go our separate ways. And I kind of like this was this was after I got sick. So my balance still wasn't like 100 yeah, yeah. percent or whatever. Um, and it's still not the same now. So I go to uh, like bop off the stoop. And a piece of like concrete was just like under my foot, and I stepped on that shit, and I like, Ugh. <laughs> like <laughs> fell, I fucking fell coming off the stoop. And this one brother was like, "Yo, you all right, brother? Like, help me up." <laughs> it was broad, day. dog. It was smooth, like noon. <laughs> It was broad daylight. It was mad people out there, and nobody laughed. Like I was like, "Damn, that's how you know you old." Because motherfuckers was genuinely like, "Is is that man okay?" Dog, you're lucky because you right across the street from a high school too. You're so lucky. Oh man. Oh <laughs> like, man. Granted, Philadelphia high schools like you can't even open the windows in the bitches. So like none of the kids could have been pointing and laughing at you. You just couldn't hear you them. Even and have shit. Known, right? Yeah, but like. If it was like 2.45 when all them kids was getting out. Oh, man. I would have still been hearing the roasted two years later. Yeah, yeah. One of us would have been killing you, dog. Uh, that's all yeah. we used to do when we was kids. Yeah. Laugh at other people's misfortune. Dog, that's all we like, fucking yo, did. Let a motherfucker fall on a bus or something, yo. Like, if it was like slippery and snowy outside. We used, to, we used to revel in that shit. We used to... Yeah. There... When I was a kid, my bad, my phone going off. When I was a kid, you know, there were certain things like uh, a new album coming out that I loved. You know what I mean? Maybe like, you know, just like certain things that I really just like reveled in and like wanted to happen. Somebody falling in front of me or like harming themselves in front of me. That was like my favorite shit when (laughs) when we was kids. Just laugh at a motherfucker. 
you know, you you grow you grow to empathy later. Yeah, yeah. Nah, we fucking wasn't empathetic when we was kids, yo. Like nah. the whole point was to laugh at people. No, not now, in the fucking least. Yo, if I see somebody fall, I'm just like, oh man, like Dog, I see people get hurt in a movie that's fake, and I just be like, "Oh, yo, I know that shit probably hurt like crazy." Right. I'll be feeling bad for him. Right. When I was a kid, like you know, I wonder why scary movies because I want to see motherfuckers get hurt. Yeah. Now, uh, when um I was still on like walking on a cane and shit, and I fell in the shower. Horrifying. <laughs> the fear in my spirit as I was like. No clothes on. I'm wet. I got soap on me and shit. And I'm like, like falling in the shower. Dog, I could, yeah. It's, if if you would have told me in that moment, like, yo, this is it for you, I would have believed yeah. it. Yeah. I would have believed it. Like, yo, this, Dog, this is going to be what takes me out. Yo, Tums is hard as shit. Like, they not made of, like, soft mm-hmm. material. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, you know, like... Yo, I'm a hit, and this is gonna be hard. There's gonna be no fucking hurt. give. Yeah, there's yep. gonna be no give. I fuck around, my leg gonna go up and gonna hit the the spigot, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna fucking cut my leg. Like, yo, all that shit goes through my head, yo. I hit the edge of the tub right here on my rib, and it was like a motherfucker. <laughs> gave me like a body shot. It was yo, horrible. Dog, it was horrible. When you when you get older. A good bath mat like that goes in the tub is mm-hmm. like really important. Like when you a kid, yeah, I got dog. When I first moved out, my apartment was a shithole. Mm-hmm. Like no bullshit. Boy, like in the apartment next to mine used to smoke crack. You could smell it in the hallway. So like no doubt, like my apartment was a shithole. And and used to smoke crack and had the nerve to complain about us yeah. making noise in your apartment. <laughs> exactly. The nerve, sir. <laughs> um I uh I did not like even I think I had like one or two of those little like sticky things that you put down on the bottom of your I ain't give a fuck. Jump in right. and out that bitch, never cared. Jumping in you know and out. Of the yeah. Cow. Playing that bitch like oh I like I was doing the icky shuffle in that motherfucker, all of it. I ain't care. Now like I'm like, yo, I need this shit. Like I need the whole big mat job to cover almost the whole tub. Like mm-hmm. I don't want no chance that I'ma step on something slippery, yo. Yeah, put uh, a motherfucking carpet in that bitch. Yeah, <laughs> just to, exactly. Just to dog. make sure. Yeah, I don't want no chances. I can't have to take no chances that that shit might I might slip from my, out from underneath that shit. Oh no, fuck that. Nah, I don't want to go out that way. I want to go out, you know, surrounded by my loved ones. I'm old and shit. You know what I mean? I don't want to go out. Ass naked in a tub. Nah. Or outside on ice and little <clears throat> kids laughing at me. <laughs> nah, I don't want that happen that way. No. No. I'd rather just I'd rather just be I'd rather just die. Like if yeah. I fall, I re- I don't want to get like if I fall outside in front of a bunch of little kids or like they God forbid they riding by on the bus. Oh. And they can the, like the school open bus the window. terrible. Yeah, nah. Nah. I ra- I rather just go. I I rather kick the bucket right there. Yeah, just take me out. Yeah, like was it? Uh, you know, uh, a coward dies a thousand deaths. A soldier <laughs> dies once. Like, yo, you fall in front of a bunch of little kids, you dying a thousand deaths right there, dog. Right. Like, I rather die that one time. Like, let me just go on that fall. Let's get a little card that says like, "Do not resuscitate." Do not resuscitate if I fell in front of a school bus of little kids in Philly. Like, no. 
I'd yeah, rather be dead. No, yo, I don't know if, if kids <laughs> kids are cruel everywhere. I don't know if kids in other places do like Philly kids, like the lean out the window and just like roast niggas or like every block as they pass by. Like, what is that? Yeah, dog. Like, just you like yo, like you could be wearing a jacket, just a regular like jacket, and kids will ride by and be like. Look at the old head in the nut ass jacket. You're just like, oh, it's just a, kid, that jacket. Like, what? <laughs> just a jacket. Like, like, it's a like, windbreaker. Like, yeah, like, why am I getting trashed? Like, yo. Yeah, oh, I definitely, I, that's why I never, um, I, I never like, think like like i never like look down on kids for stuff like that because one kids are being kids but then also like that was like my whole shit as a kid just like you know what i mean like roasted the shit out of people so it's you know it's like the circle of life though i remember being a young boy and i was like getting like toward like the old i think i was probably like maybe 11th grade and i was like riding the l after school one day and these young boys was like grinding this old head up on the on the L, because he had like work boots on, like and he had right, been right. working for it, like it is like his clothes had like paint or some shit on them or like dirt. You working and to support like, your family? Yeah, my man been grinding all day. He on the fucking L, like trying to trying to take the nap before he get home and deal with like the stress of his crib. Mm-hmm. Shit, I understand now. Yeah, yeah, you get it. So, yeah. <laughs> Yo, young boys was on the jaw like, yo, look at none of these old head fucking Tims. They fucked up. They lean in, blah, 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 blah. Old head like slid his earphones off because he saw them like kind of pointing at him. Mm-hmm. And he, yo, y'all got something to fucking say? Mm-hmm. And the kids was like, oh, no, we were just, and he was like, I'm a fucking grown man. <laughs> I was just like, Oh, he gonna fuck around and kill y'all. <laughs> yeah, like my man probably boss was yelling at him all day. Right, he probably like fucking can't. You know, he probably got no sick days and no shit. Like my man, life probably stressful <laughs> as shit. Y'all and grinding you him up to the shit. Yeah, nah. y'all grinding up because it's t- like dog. I saw old here one time get grinded up. So I don't know what it like. I don't know in other areas in Philly. If your Tims don't have no leather up top, mm-hmm. we call them buck nakeds. It's a problem. Yeah. Those are not official. To, like, if you ain't got the double sole with the leather mm-hmm. up top, then they not official. Lead them shit to so, the crib. Again, young bulls on the train grinding some old head up because he had like work boots on that didn't have a leather. And the one young boy was real ballsy and was just like, yo, old head, why your shit ain't got no leather? Why you got the butt nakeds on? And Bull wasn't, didn't have that same energy as the other Bull. He was just like, oh, no, I, I did just my work boots, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, oh, fam, you lost. Like, they about, yeah, they about to kill you. <laughs> kids ain't got nothing, but all they had all day was probably like fruit snacks, juice that's full of sugar. Bad sugar. Yeah, terrible lunches at school that's probably all full of preservatives and sugar. Like, oh, you about to get grinded. They got nothing but energy on this train. Right. But he ain't had that he ain't had that abrasive energy, so them kids yeah. ain't back down none. They just started grinding him up even more because he was just like kind of timid. I wish I would fucking explain some shit to a child. <laughs> a fucking child. Are you serious? <laughs> Nah, B. I hope wherever that brother is, if you listen to this <laughs> podcast, I hope you're more confident in your life. Yeah, because no he way. wasn't. 
he wasn't like real old. I mean, at the time, you know, when you're younger, you don't have no judgment of how old somebody is. Mm-hmm. He was probably in like his early 20s. Mid, like probably like mid twenties or whatever, so he probably still had like some kind of like he he wasn't fully grown grown and yeah. still was but wasn't a kid anymore, but like still kind of didn't want to like be like picked on by kids like that type of <laughs> weirdness, and right. like he just didn't have he didn't know what to say to him. Like oh, you gotta man. be like you either gotta like straight ignore him or yeah. you gotta come at him rough because kids ain't if you come timid, kids is mm-hmm. not gonna fucking respect come that real shit. Real rough, yeah, yeah, like. <laughs> It's bad. I, 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 and I've dealt with it because coaching them kids like all the time, mm-hmm. dog, they fucking, so they'll come at shit. your neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yo, uh, why you got that nut ass fucking, uh, that vest on? Because I used to have to wear my like highlighter vest and shit because for yeah. work. <clears throat> and they'd be like, yo, why you got, I'd be like, yo, I got it for work, man. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Support what my kids, want? nigga. Yeah. I do the shit and for my kids. Fuck out of here. They like, but you let, you can't let them kids grind you up, man. Uh, I'd rather I, I'd rather not be here. I saw. I don't know if they was busting on my man. I don't. I I walked up late. I didn't know what was happening. But um, this is when I used to work for my brother. I was uh going up to his crib. We used to go out and do like cleaning and shit. And I'm at Broad Nolony, which anybody who's not from Philly, Broad Nolony is like the fucking Walking Dead. It's yeah. like kids like fighting, rolling <clears throat> on people. It's fiends. It's it's yeah. awful. Like you, you it's your you regular never... working people. Like because it's a, it's a major <laughs> junction of like a bunch of different like train routes and fucking bus routes and hack mm-hmm. routes and all that kind of shit. Yeah, so it's like ladies and scrubs trying to mind their yes. business, but then also niggas selling like perks and shit. Yep. you know what I mean. So yeah. and like those hood books, they got like the book stand. That got like all the hood books mm-hmm. up there and all that Hebrew shit. Hebrew Israelites out there yelling. Yeah. It's just it's just like craziness all over. So yeah. I'm standing, um, I'm waiting for the 18, and I'm standing there, and this old head, he got like work boots on. He looked like he just came from the fucking rock quarry or some shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Slid down a dinosaur and shit. <laughs> like he been getting it in all day and these young boys it's like it's young boys and like a couple young jaws and they're like riffing at them and it's probably like six or seven of them and they like bah, 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 bah. they like riffing they like in this man's face and one of the young boys like ran up on them and they they like mad close to me so you you live in the city you hear people arguing you hear niggas argue all the time yeah. So I'm standing there. I'm not like I'm hearing, but I'm not really paying it any mind. But then it like intensified and I look over my shoulder and this young boy is trying to run up on this man. This brother had to been like he looked like he was like probably like in his mid 30s or something. So he wasn't like a washed old head, but he wasn't no fucking kid neither. Yeah, yeah. So my man tried to run up on him, dog. He hit this motherfucker, boop, pop. <laughs> like and the young boy, I looked at his head, his head like, oh, man. <laughs> Remember when Rocky fought Apollo Creed and Apollo was hitting him with them quick shits and yeah. Rocky's head just kept like bouncing back? My man, he hit him with two of them, pop, pop. And the young boys tried to swarm him. 
So old head in his fucking work boots, dog. It's terrible because I know this man just worked like a twelve-hour shift. Yeah. In his fucking work boots, they chased this man across Broad Nolony and was trying to run down on him. But he's running backwards, and like this nigga had to be like a, a golden glove or something. He's like, <laughs> he's like running backwards and sticking them with the jabs, and he couldn't get on him. Nah, yeah, <laughs> dog. That shit is like you don't know. Like that's some shit you learn when you get older. When you a kid, you don't know. But like you don't, like a you don't know where this motherfucker. Like he, like you said, he might have been Golden Gloves or some shit. You don't never fucking know. Yeah. And you don't know how bad his day. Maybe he just want to beat the shit out of him. Maybe his day was right. fucking terrible. Right. He done got he beat been down. Like for that shit. Yeah, like the world beating down on him. He waiting for somebody to say something out of place because he's like, yo, I'm a fucking level him. Mm-hmm. And you just gotta be a young dickhead and like, nah. nah it's I don't up. advocate hitting no kids. That shit was no wild to look at. Like, yeah. as he hit my first man with a smooth joint, <laughs> <laughs> was running, running across the street, sticking motherfuckers. I was like, a biscuit. Oh, man. like <laughs> terrible. Leave people man. alone on yes. on public transit and out in the street. Long <laughs> story short. Yeah, that's the lesson we take from this. Uh, that's the lesson we take from this episode. Right. Leave people to fuck alone. Um, uh, uh, we can get to like the news for this week. Um, so, oh, a couple months ago, like there was mm-hmm. big. I think it was uh, Chappelle show was getting ready to come to like HBO Max or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And like Chappelle was like, yo, what the f-? like Chappelle, Dave Chappelle kind of was like, yo, this is fucked up. Like, I need y'all to stop watching this shit on Netflix and stop watching it on these different streaming services because I ain't getting paid for it. Which um, is insane to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a, a lot of that happens. Like a lot of this stuff um, is from streaming. Like, cause none of it, like those shows didn't have like streaming rights tied in. Mm-hmm. To their their contract deals because you know streaming wasn't a fucking thing. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Like I don't know all the ins and outs of like you know who owned the the rights for the show anymore. Blah blah blah. blah. But like right. he made a public plea for people to be like, yo, don't fucking watch the show no more. Like they're not mm-hmm. paying me. Don't watch the show. Um. And you know he got into some legal stuff with them, and you know it was just announced the other day that he has the rights back for the show, and now they broke him off a few mil for mm. to use for the streaming rights. So like, yeah, um, it's back up. I think on Netflix now, as it should <laughs> have like, been. Like, how do you? Yeah, how do you do that and know? Because you're you're exactly right. It's like um, they didn't have the rights figured out because that medium. If you look at like contracts, they're designed for a specific medium. You yeah. know what I mean? And they, they just didn't have streaming when they did that deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, but how do you how do you not like holler at him like, yo, let's let's hash this out before we just put it up on a streaming site? Because especially because the first season wasn't like it was a hit, but it was like a cult hit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It wasn't until the second season when you had the Rick James shit, the Prince shit. Like, you Prince, had a lot yeah. of that. The shit that went viral before viral. Right. And right. you had, um, that's when that shit kind of took off. That's when he signed that crazy deal. Um, but he probably had, like, small money on, like, 
uh, what do they call that shit? Like uh, residuals, like for like, you know, oh, we'll play it. You know, if we play it this many times, you get this amount of money, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. But like streaming, you motherfuckers watch that shit every day rest of their life and like yeah. you, if you're not getting paid per episode is or poor per view because you don't have it laid out that way yeah um so i'm glad to see like first of all it's a win for creators in the sense that like uh you know a lot of times when you're creating stuff you lose rights to stuff mm-hmm. um you know or you have to share rights like you come up with the idea you come up with everything and you know just because this show just because this this one entity can you know helps in even the tiniest slightest way mm-hmm. they get paid off that shit they want a piece of that yeah yeah and you know um so you could come up with some genius shit and motherfuckers that had nothing to do with it is getting paid off of it um right so you know Comedy Central just provided the platform he gave the genius like you know what I mean yeah um and then I th- they are owned by whoever owns um like MTV or Viacom or oh, it may not even be Viacom anymore they were all Viacom at one point mm-hmm. um <clears throat> so they were all owned by them and I'm sure Viacom's owned by somebody the fuck else by now and you know they were I mean for a long time I mean I know Chappelle's show was up on Netflix for a long time right Right. And he wasn't getting paid off that shit. So, so yeah, shout out to him. Yeah, shout out to him for just like a win for creators. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's it's important. Cool. It's cool to see that, um, you know, regardless of how you feel about uh, Dave Chappelle or his comedy, mm-hmm. yeah. but it, it's, it's always cool to me to see when uh, an artist can um, not make a demand, but make a request of of their audience and be like, yo, uh, please stop watching this. You know, it's not helping me. You know what I mean? Like, let's... Because I feel like if... if like, Because there was a similar situation with uh, De La Soul's catalog. Yes. You know what I mean? And they, they kind of, like, made a public statement about it and people were, like, applying the pressure to the yeah. record label. You know what I mean? But it's, like, if it, it's cool to see that folks can make an appeal to their audience and the audience respond, you know what I mean, for something that's that's helpful for the artist. Because it seems like the the common um, stereotype is that people just want, you know, the music or they just want the videos and they don't care about the artists. And it's just like everything on demand. And there is a lot of that, like in our culture. Uh, but it is it is cool to see when somebody can buck against that and be like, yo, don't watch this. It's not beneficial to me you know what I mean like help me out and the audience actually respond because niggas when Chappelle said that niggas stopped watching it obviously not everybody but like I didn't watch it anymore I I was gonna watch the whole thing but when he said yo I'm not getting paid from this I want y'all to stop watching I you know I fell in line out of respect for the creator like I think part of it too comes uh from uh more education on uh in mass about how fucking contracts work and how deals get done and how people get paid, especially in that kind of industry. Um, we see people who just didn't make any money. Like I recently, I was uh, watching a video about um, the original Superman from like the eighties Oh shit, yeah. uh, or the seventies. That's the late seventies actually. Um, Christopher Reeve 
only got paid $250,000 for the first two mm. Superman. Like, he's Superman, and he only got paid 250000 for both movies. Meanwhile, Marlon Brando, who's barely in it, got like, he got $4 million up front, and then got back in residuals, and got mm-hmm. like $14 million out of both of them, and they said, Chris, there's an interview where Christopher Reeve is just like trashing him, where like he's like, he wasn't prepared, he told oh, the shit. director, Richard Donner, like, um, yeah, you know, as an experienced actor, take you take my first cut because my first take because that's always the most natural and the best one. Mm-hmm. Where it was just like, oh, my man just didn't want to work. Like he just showed up and was like, yo, I'm yeah. gonna do uh, one take, and that's what y'all get. <laughs> like right. whatever y'all get from that, that's what y'all get. Is that Bruce Willis um, shit? Yeah. Um, so that's like you, you could get people like people just don't make like as we've gotten more and more exposed to how, how people really make money in this shit and how people don't make money. Mm-hmm. Um, more and more people are starting to learn that. And with social media, you're able to share those kind of things and say like, yo, this person didn't make any money off this. Um, right. You know, there's a lot of creators like for so long and it still happens every day. Creators just get fucked, man. Like, you know, we see that shit all the time with, McDonald's will have like the latest TikTok dance, but like don't fucking mm-hmm. get the money to the people who created the fucking dance. Right. Right. So right. it it's really I'm glad that he, you know, granted, this is a dude with major power and like a huge audience, mm-hmm. but I'm hoping you see more and more of that trickle down to more artists and like more creatives getting control of their of their shit because it's really important, man. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um so uh i wanted to transition to um the movie that just dropped this weekend uh or this week uh judas and the black messiah um on hbo max it's in theaters and it's on hbo max Mm -hmm. um i ain't going to no more for the movie theater nah not right now (laughs) uh straight up no not when like the numbers were like crazy insane right now for fucking COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the U.S., you know, other countries are, you know. <laughs> shout out to shout out to all of our, you know, Australian folks and yeah, New Zealand listeners, folks in Africa. You know, yeah. y'all y'all don't know nothing about this, but yeah, we nah. we still struggling over here. Yeah, the rest of the world, you know what I mean. Well, the rest of like the Western world ain't managed to handle this shit really well. Um, but uh, so. It came out on HBO Max the other day. I sat and watched it. You checked it out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we watched yeah. it last night. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great movie. I think it's really well done. Um, Ryan Coogler, who we talked about last week, who, you know, shout out to Coogler. He's the executive producer of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he did a really great job with it. Uh, the director did a great job. Um, it's a really, like, the cast is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, Lakeith Shaka Stanfield, King directed Shaka it. King, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. he was great. It's directed, it's beautiful, um, shot really well. Um, uh, great mood, like as far as like uh, uh, um, uh, fucking how it shot is fucking mm-hmm. gorgeous. And, um, and for f- folks who might not be aware, um, it's the story of Fred Hampton 
who was the chairman of the Illinois chapter of the Black Panther Party in the yes. 1960s. And the FBI and the Chicago uh, Police Department uh, hatched this plan to assassinate Fred Hampton. He was like a super powerful uh, organizer and intellectual. He was only 21 years old 21. when he was killed. And the FBI was was deathly afraid of this young man. Uh, to give you kind of an insight on uh, how brilliant uh, he was, not only was he and the, the party running uh, the free food program where they would give out food to folks, you know, medical programs. Uh, he was organizing like poor whites and like Latino folks along with black folks and creating what they call it, like a rainbow coalition of like a revolutionary organization. Uh, and, and a teacher um, that I know here in Philly, uh, Dr. Montero, told me that uh, he was out in Chicago with Fred Hampton before he was killed. And he said he was the most brilliant person that he had ever met. You know what I'm saying? And this is a cat who used to be with like Mumia and all of them. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So just to give you an insight of like what kind of human Fred Hampton was in like his short 21 years. And then the police had an informant uh, slip something into his drink. They came in to his house with like his partner and like his unborn child. And they just came in shooting, shot him yeah. up, you know, killed him and one of his comrades and and then charged the people in the house that didn't die with attempted murder. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was only, it's a crazy, crazy story. Only one I think it was only one cop was shot. Oh no, the only one shot was fired apparently by the people in the house. Mm-hmm. Um which, you know, is four in the morning, three in the morning or whatever, and somebody kicks your door in and we yeah. know cops cops don't, you know, announce themselves all the time when they do raids, kicks your door in and they're shooting, you don't know what the fuck's happening. Yeah. Um, that scene is really hard to watch, especially because I had watched the video earlier this week that uh, I think it was, I think it was a British site had did for um, the Breonna Taylor uh, murder. Yeah. Um, when the pigs murdered her. And just the amount of shots that were just let off. Mm -hmm. And like I had watched that and not like actual like video footage of the shooting, but like the restaging that they did of it and the mm -hmm. amount of shots that are just fired in that. And then like I watched this and it was just like it made like I made me think of her, especially because, you know, they're in their bed. Like this the scenario is so similar in the sense that like they're asleep in their bed. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um yeah. real real coward shit. On behalf yeah. of, of the police and the FBI. Yeah. Um, it is... Uh, it is a really well done movie. Um, mm -hmm. There's certain aspects of it that I kind of expect from Hollywood. Like, they're not going to lean... They're only going to lean so far into, like, the revolutionary politics and, mm -hmm. um, and, and stuff like that. Now... They do mention, like, they do use, like, they do talk. He does bring up, like, the communist aspect. And mm -hmm. um, there are, like, pearls of wisdom that he drops. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, David Kalula, like, does an amazing job. Daniel um, Kalula? Daniel Kalula, yeah, I'm sorry. Daniel yeah. Kalula. Um, 
does an amazing job. And uh, even down to like the speech patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, great. Like he even, like you could tell, like he put on weight for the, the role and everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, does an amazing job. He does. He He's amazing. Like Keith Stanfield's great. Um, yeah, he plays uh, William O'Neill, William who O'Neill, was the yeah. uh, FBI informant that like infiltrated the the Panthers. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he does a great job. Just, like the whole cast is brilliant. Um, yeah. Um, the sister, I hold on. What's her name? The who plays his Dominique F- uh, Fishback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does an amazing job. Um, it's cast really well. Um, I know there was a uh, shout out to no name. Um, she was mentioned. Uh, so I think someone was it. Did she tweet something about it first? And then someone mentioned her. Somebody. I'm I'm not sure. Uh, ex- you mean like with her not appearing on the soundtrack? On the soundtrack. Yeah. She might, she might've brought it up. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I, Oh no! You know what it is? Okay, so somebody tweeted like, "Oh, they're not gonna like really cover his revolutionary politics in this," mm-hmm. and you know, I understand. I, I expect that from a Hollywood. It's a Hollywood movie, man. Like, there's only so much you can get made in Hollywood. Like, that would have to be a documentary. Um, but so someone mentioned that, and uh, No Name had wrote like, "Yeah, that's why." Uh, uh, something about her not being on the the soundtrack, and like mm-hmm. someone said something about that, and then she was like, "They asked me, and I didn't yeah, go on specifically." Yeah, they asked yeah. me to be on. I specifically said no. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get it. Like I get not wanting to be involved. Um, it's uh, and you know, I, from what I understand, um, his family was heavily involved. Fred Hampton's family was heavily involved in the making of it, and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, I it is more of a story. It's it's kind of like tries to ride the rail of both telling Fred Hampton's story, but also telling the story from the viewpoint of the quote unquote Judas. I mean, it is called Judas and the Black Messiah, so right. it's kind of like it's supposed to be kind of telling both stories. It's very much um, like both of them. Yes, yeah, 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 and it kind of, it tries to like I don't want to say make excuses, but it does try to give you reasons why. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield, William O'Neill's character, mm-hmm. did what he did. Yeah, he didn't just, um, he was not to give away, but he wasn't, uh, he didn't just decide arbitrarily, you yeah, know, to do yeah. this. The, the the FBI was very much, you know, pressuring him as it's presented in this film. I don't know much about William O'Neill's story, you know what I'm saying, uh, it, his actual story, but yes. as the film presented it, he was kind of pressed into doing this shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, the dude who uh, plays the FBI agent, uh, they call him Meth Damon. He was in Breaking Bad, <laughs> so they call him Meth Damon. He kind of like looks like Meth Damon, yeah, uh, yeah. Meth Damon a little bit. And um, he was in uh, he was in Black Mirror too. Yes, Black Mirror. He yeah, he plays the the Starfleet captain boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking evil um, Captain Kirk. Yes, and uh, he's in something. Uh, he's in. I think he's in that Johnny Depp movie where Johnny Depp plays a gangster mm-hmm. that came out not too long ago. He, I think he's in that too. And I think he may play an FBI agent in that as well. 
he plays a bad. He plays a good bad guy. He's yeah. you know what I mean. He plays mad, a good mad guy. fucking evil. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's so like low register mm-hmm. and calm that like he's off putting. You yeah. know what I mean? It's Which like is a good. Like, psycho. He, yes, exactly. You want that? Like he plays a good. He plays a good role in that. Um, but it's a good. It's a really good flick. I do think people should check it out. Yeah. Um, it's really it's really well done. Um, I think they do nail some stuff. Uh, you know, there's like the talk about him uh, using some money to build like a, a free health clinic and like mm-hmm. naming it after a, a, a panther that passed. And like, there's some really good stuff. Like that interaction with him and that guy's mother is really good. Um, I do like how they mm. touch on like how she feels uncomfortable. Cause he's talking about like dying for the revolution, like oh, you know what I mean, like if I die, you know, um, and like she talks about like I, you know, I'm pregnant, like you know what I mean, like I, yeah. I feel uncomfortable about like you're, you know, you get to say you'll die as a revolutionary, but like I have some, I have another human growing inside of me, right, um, right, and I think because uh, I remember hearing them talk about that with Pac, and I think it was. I think it was one of the outlaws and he was talking about how Pac always felt weird about having money. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that he, before. Yeah. Yeah. He would like, because he grew up with like, you know, as a Panther and in a Panther household, he grew up the community. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you mm-hmm. know what I have, everybody has and you know what I mean? So when he'd have a mansion, he said there was always like, 10, 15 people slaying there at one time. There was always people just like transiently living at Pac's places. And, you know, Pac, people would, you know, people would have Pac's cars and people would like, mm-hmm. if he had it, everybody had it that he was in the circle with. Yeah. Um, and I think you really get that idea in here and those um, base levels. What I hope is that, yes, they don't go deep into all of uh, the Panthers uh, ideologies and Fred Hampton himself, I'm hoping that sparks more people to then go search out stuff about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's, um, you know, that's what needs to come out. Like I've I've heard folks talk about, uh, you know, the Asada Shakur story, like making something out of that, a, a film out of that. I think that's what, that's the, the great good that, uh, Hollywood could serve in telling yes. these kinds of stories, much like how, you know, a lot of people probably went and bought the autobiography of Malcolm X after sure. Spike Lee's Malcolm X came out. And as far as Fred Hampton's politics in this film, I think you can always go deeper, but I don't think that they they didn't shy away from the shit that he was talking about. Like, they, they literally had Daniel Kaluuya uh, deliver Fred Hampton's speeches. You know, Mm -hmm. he named capitalism as like, you know, a world evil or whatever. He talked about how uh, the police and how, you know, white folks uh, very much like the Panther uh, analysis around whiteness and police as you know servants of capitalism he connected that in the Mm -hmm. film's dialogue i think that they they did i think that 
a lot of uh i've seen on the on the timeline i've seen a lot of kind of like uh revolutionary posturing in a sense or or like people wanting to throw a like this isn't revolutionary enough critique at this film but i don't know if he's if he's naming capitalism as the evil and if he's you know talking about how white folks and police serve it and they're you know riding around with guns and uh understanding that you know they have to like mount an armed resistance to capitalism i don't know what else he could say in the film that would be more true to a panther ideology you know what i'm yeah. saying like i mean he just mentions the fact of being you know he's like you know it's nice to want to be nonviolent, but like, you know what I mean? You have to operate in a different system to do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like I said, obviously like shit can always be like more deep and evolve involved. These are like three dimensional humans and you're trying to like, trying to make, you know, a digestible film around them. But I didn't think that they, you know, shied away from any of the shit really. Maybe I don't know Fred Hampton enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it didn't true. it didn't seem to me like uh like there's certain films like I like I felt Spike Lee, um Amiri Baraka said this uh even before the film came out. He he predicted that Spike Lee would mishandle uh Malcolm X's politics, which I think he did. Mm-hmm. So because I don't think Spike Lee had uh that much of like a dedication to getting that shit right as brilliant as the film was the the uh organization organization for afro-american unity that uh malcolm x founded after he left the nation of islam wasn't just about oh white people aren't that bad you know what i mean but it seemed like spike lee kind of reduced it to that i don't see the panther ideology specifically being reduced in this film somebody else you know if i'm mistaken or you disagree you know let me know and make a counter argument but from what i know from what uh bobby seal and huey p newton laid out in creating that organization i saw that on the on the the screen when i watched this yeah um, I mean, he also did. I don't think there's like a created character in this, like Spike did with Malcolm uh, <laughs> X. Um, Spike, Spike created a character and then, and then uh, cast, cast himself. himself as that character. Yeah. Man, I love Spike. That's that's a bold fucking move. I love Spike Lee, but that's that's bold as hell yeah. to do that. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I think I think you're right. I think you nail it. Um, that they don't, I don't think they shy away from it. Like you said, I, you have to create a digestible movie. Um, yeah. And so liberties are always taken with these stories. I mean, that's why documentaries exist, mm-hmm. is to tell, like, and even documentaries are slanted. You know, we're working on a documentary um, as, as we're recording this, and you can, can, you can slant a story because you're controlling it you know what i mean but if you want like pure like fact 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 that's closer to what you're going to get more of that in a documentary as opposed to a movie that's made to be digestible digestible to a mass of people yeah uh but i mean like i said i hope what comes from it is that people see this get inspired to learn more about it 
You know what I mean? Right. Like you said, that can be the tool that a Hollywood movie picture can do. Because like you said, I guarantee you um, more people went and bought the autobiography of Malcolm X mm-hmm. and learned, tried to learn more about Malcolm after that movie came out. Yeah, which is what what it should be. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, these people gave their life for a cause that they hoped would change the whole world. So mm-hmm. as many people as possible need to learn about them and have them in their mind. I'm all for shit like this. As long as they get the politics right, I would love a, a, a shot of Shakur film or the film that um, uh, 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 Danny Glover was working on uh, about the Haitian revolution. Mm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'd love a fucking George Jackson film, Blood in My Eye. You know what I'm saying? Like As, as long as they get the shit right, do more of these because I know how much like that Malcolm shit meant to us when we were kids like give us more of that you know what I'm saying yeah. but like you know you can't you can't fuck up the politics because that's like the important part of it absolutely yeah um the the soundtrack was released on the same day um they released the soundtrack for it mm-hmm. um and it's a crazy like packed soundtrack uh yeah. for this um it is a little weird to have like, and I know this was like brought up on some places where like, it's like you know they have Nipsey Hussle and Jay Z on a track together, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and you know Jay is a black capitalist. There is no like denying that, mm-hmm. um, and like specifically in the movie, uh, Fred Hampton mentions like yo, you know black capitalism is no good, just like white capitalism. Like capitalism is right. is the devil. And so, like, that's a little weird. Um, Jay is dope on the track, though. Yeah, um, he's, he's spitting Jay, on some MC yeah. shit. Yeah, he's dancing on it. Like, he's doing yeah. it. The song is, is legit with him and Hit Boy and uh, Nissy Hustle, rest in peace. Um, Joan with uh, Nas, the EPMD joint's dope. The joint with her, mm-hmm. that that's used in the uh, credits. Yeah. That joint, it, like, it sounds like a, a 60s, 70s track. Like, it's mm-hmm. real, like, o- almost like that uh, wall of sound type shit. Like, you know what I mean? It's full. Yeah. It sounds really good. She's incredible. Um, absolutely yeah, incredible. Yeah, she, absolutely. Um, there's a... What's crazy is there is a crossover too because I was listening to the the soundtrack when I picked my kids up the other day and I think the little Dirk song was on there because there's a couple of tracks of like the younger like Chicago artists and shit like mm-hmm. that. There's a joint with him and there's a joint with G Herbo. Yeah. Um, and like my daughter was like, well, what tracks next? Can you skip to the G Herbo track? So like there was a crossover <laughs> of like people I listened to and like, you know, I, I listen to Dirk and them too, but you know, they're not my generation. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, and then there's like crazy. There's a Rakim track, a uh, brand new Rakim right, track. Right. Right. Um, it's more like spoken word than it is even like rap, mm-hmm. uh, but like it's really good. Um, and then the, the whole thing starts out with uh, Fred Hampton Jr., um, like laying out essentially like a speech and shit with a dope beat underneath of it. Really mm-hmm. good. It's really good. Um, so it, it's you know it's one of the first times since like maybe like Black Panther where like the 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 soundtrack was so stacked. Yeah, um, it reminds me of like you know, uh, and this isn't an original thought. Like the timeline has been talking about this on Twitter and shit. But you know when we was kids. 
every movie that came out certainly yes. every movie that was aimed at black folks and like young people you know sunset park juice yeah you know what i mean is every fucking street fighter soundtrack is crazy street good fighter. the movie is terrible <laughs> the street fighter movie is ass the soundtrack is crazy yeah. you know what i mean every movie that came out when we was kids that was like aimed at young people had a crazy soundtrack yeah you know what i mean this is like in that tradition where they get a bunch of people i want more of that you know what i mean yes. like put a dope movie out and get a bunch of people just line them up on the soundtrack yeah yeah I, I guess part of it comes down to like music doesn't sell like it used to so like it's expensive to get like this artist from this label and this artist from that label and blah blah blah, blah. um but yeah I, I love it i love to see it um even if it's a similar situation where like uh with the black panther joint where they're just like yo this label is essentially in charge of like getting this joint together you know yeah. what i mean and then like they can get artists from different places and shit um but yeah, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see more uh, soundtracks like that where you're getting so many dope artists together and artists like you haven't... Because th- apparently, um, I was reading that uh, the Jay-Z and Nipsey Hussle joint had been in the works for years, like five right. years. Um, and <clears throat> it wasn't until recently that it finally got like got on track and then like they had the song kind of there and then, like they, you know what I mean? They were like, oh... Let's use it for this, and they so they used this song, and Jay then hop like officially got on it. But like he had been planning to get on it for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, Ryan Coogler, like what happened was they saw Jay saw like a, a screening of it, um, and like for uh, like him and Ryan Coogler are cool. Like he considers like Ryan Coogler like his little homie, yeah, and yeah. it's crazy to be like Jay is like little <laughs> homie is a full grown man in Hollywood like one of the best directors out here Um, but like yeah he had like he played it for him again and Jay was like yeah let's definitely we're gonna throw this on here right and like so um, but it's 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 a dope 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 it's crazy too to have like hear a Nas song where he's like talking about like the pandemic and shit like that it's weird it's weird I don't know It's it's just weird to me but um Dope soundtrack. I think folks should definitely check that shit out. Um, we can, uh, I think we can transition into like what other new shit came out this week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, did you hear anything new? Yeah, I listened to uh, both of the joints that we got on deck uh, to talk about today. I definitely checked out our good bro, Lush Life, who uh, put out a new single. Uh, you're killing me with these uh, song titles, but <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, depazement, depazement. I think depazement, it's called. Yeah, that's how. I, that's how I was pronouncing it. Featuring my other good bro, uh, Dalek. Yes, with the guest verse. Yes. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's gonna be on Lush Life's uh, new record, which is fucking Red gorgeous. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's like it's cool that um. I know uh, Raj has been like uh, wanting to jump back into the music space. He's been in like TV world, film world, book world and all of that. Um, And not that I thought he would have like lost a step or whatever, but like this track is really fucking impressive. The beat is crazy. It's got like the little like sounds like little kid like sample in the background like the vocals it's just uh it's gorgeous and it's dope to see 
somebody who's like our friend who creates at such a high level will comes in or dialect come in with with the verse you know what i mean and it's ill and it's 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 cool to see the homies all get together on a cut yes yeah absolutely um and it's like nine minute long track because like it transitions from like a rap joint to like a free like a freestyle jazz record yeah, yeah. like you know what i mean an improvisational jazz record yeah um but yeah it's a super dope track um and yeah, shout out to you know, shout out to the homie Lush. I almost used his uh, government for a second, and uh, oh, shit. and shout out to the homie Dialect. <laughs> I definitely did. Yeah. I might edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the, I, you know, it's, it's always good to see the homies collaborate too. And then like, you know, this this new Lush project is really good, yeah. and I can't wait for folks to hear. Absolutely. It. Um, and also, uh. You know, rest in peace, uh, F- uh, Fife. Um, mm-hmm. A new record from Fife dropped. Uh, um, in in a nutshell, uh, featuring Redman and Busta Rhymes. Yeah, yeah. You know, Bus. Uh, whenever he's in that uh, tribe called Quest orbit, you know what I mean. That's yeah. like that's like his home right there. And it was cool to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Fife, Busta, Redman, uh, Jay Dilla produced it. It's like a love movement reunion, but obviously Fife has, has passed on. Yeah. Um, I, I like, too, when, like, Postmith Records, Postmith, blah, 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 um, when those kind of records come out, mm-hmm. um, that they are, it's a combination that makes sense. Right, right. Because, like, there's, there's sometimes when, like, I mean, you know, Pac had so much stuff just kind of laying around and it was just like, yo, it's a Pac record with uh, <laughs> T.I. and uh, you know what I mean? Like, Man, whatever. Y'all was y'all was putting Pac on <laughs> records with everybody in the 2000s. Yeah. Terrible. Like, yo, we gonna put a record with Pac and RL out, yeah. and like, you know what I mean? Big like, no, too. No. I was man, I was putting big. Yeah, same. I was putting big on any record with anybody. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. This makes yeah, sense so, though. This could be. I agree with you. This could be some shit that they did, you know, when he was alive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it sounds good. Everybody's good on there. Red still got mm-hmm. it. Like obviously, we all know Buster still got it because that last record is crazy. Yeah. Um, and Fife is Fife, man. He's always been good. It'll be good forever. Yeah. Um, it made me excited so this, to hear like the posthumous Fife record that, that they're gonna put out. Yes. Yeah, 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 I was about to say. Yeah, that, I think that comes out next month. Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited to hear that joint because uh, this is a really dope single. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, um, you know, you can find us at Serious Rap Shit on Instagram and Twitter, SeriousRapShit.com. You can go get all your merch. Um, we got the, the cups, we got the mugs out there, we got hoodies and t-shirts. Mm-hmm um jackets beanies all love it all um go holla at us um i'm indy indi underscore srs on instagram and twitter you're john underscore the liberator underscore liberator uh instagram and twitter mm-hmm. um uh the abolish ice hoodies and t-shirts are still available incense trap and yoga um we have a we have a vivo channel um we have a partnership with vivo go Search serious rap shit, Vivo, all one thing, and it'll pop right up. Um, 
and go uh go like and subscribe on there we got a bunch of videos there we got new stuff coming up um we're about to record another video in a second um we got a we got some really dope shit coming that's gonna you know in the next couple weeks that's really gonna be uh we're, we're excited about um the new opportunity that just popped up so we're really excited about that and um other than that you know we'll be back next week peace peace